Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky, and with me today is Brandon Magarowski. Brandon has a unique background blending sports, entrepreneurship, and investing. He's been involved in various coaching positions with LSU Shreveport Baseball. Ultimately, it led to the creation of Diamond Dynasty at 2D Sports, where he's the acting CEO and owner. Since the inception of that company, it's grown at 25% year over year. It's on track to host over 100 sporting events in 2021. So really impressive there. Additionally, and the reason we're here to talk to him today, of course, is he's an active partner in Real, St- Real Focus Capital Investments. And if you guys remember a couple of weeks back, we had Ramsey, his partner on, and he owns multiple multifamily properties in Louisiana, looking to expand down that coastline as well. Brandon, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Andrew, man. Happy to be here. Likewise. Uh, so clearly, you start off with your sports passion. I think it's always cool to get a, a personal touch of things before you just talk business. Is there any connection to the, the sports business and the real estate world? Or are they totally separate? I think there's a connection between sports and anything in business. Um, it's, it's competitive. You always need a team around you to execute. So there's I've learned so much in sports growing up. I'm a big baseball guy. I played it since I was three or four. But it has translated everything I've learned in sports on the competition side and the team building side, playing with people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different economic upbringings has just helped me develop, you know, my baseball business that we have and now helping me develop with my team, the real estate side. So, yeah, they uh, they go hand in hand, in my opinion. Yeah, I can emphasize the team building aspect. I mean, that's one thing, especially in the multifamily world is that, you know, no one does a deal on their own, right? And no matter how experienced you are, you know, you, maybe you're the, you're the lead guy or the lead syndicator, but it, it takes an army to make these deals happen. I know, you know, uh, it, that's, that's very true. Um, so, you know, is back to the sports thing, you know, being a business owner, has that helped you uh, in any way in the investing world just kind of gets you in that business mindset? Yeah. So the way we have our company set up, Diamond Dynasty, you know, we host high school showcase tournaments around the Southeast. So anyone between the age of 14 and 18, once they get out of their high school summer season, go or sorry, spring season, go into the summer season and they're looking to compete on weekend tournaments and be seen by college coaches. Very cool. So the, the way we got it set up through our business is that I'm this active CEO. I'm a paid salary employee. But we also allow our directors to create their own LLCs or their own companies to go out and run the events. So on the weekends, when I go operate an event, I actually operate under my own personal LLC. So as the entrepreneurship that I've learned by doing that, because I have to handle my own finances, the company doesn't do it for me. They're almost two separate entities within one. So the baseball side... um, is so business oriented in my opinion. And I've learned so much on probably what not to do over the past seven years versus what to do. And now it's translating all my, you know, the financials that I've learned, the QuickBooks, uh, how to communicate the CRMs, the databases, all that's translating over into real focus. 
And that's kind of where my, I bring the asset to the team of that background in administration, in CRM, in database, in social media. Um, that's, that's what I bring to the team on the real estate side. Let's let's talk more about that. And I think that that topic is not covered enough, in my opinion, because it's clearly a weakness of mine. And I I recognize that as well. And, you know, regarding real focus, uh, you know, firstly, what's your mission there? And then we'll get more into your role as helping with CRM and the digital side of things as well. So our our team, Real Focus, is targeting Class B and C value-add assets along the I-10 corridor. So anywhere from Mobile, Alabama, all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. And right now we're focusing on anything between 20 and 100 units. That's going to be our wheelhouse where we have the capital and the team built to execute that kind of deal. Perfect. And now let's let's shift into, again, you've got a unique skill set in the digital marketing space and CRM. How did you get into that world and what's been your contributions to Real Focus? How have you got them off the ground in that space? So my... My background in it is just trial and error, right? Yeah. Is when you when <laughs> you start enough. a company and you think, okay, well, I've got a customer now. What do I do with that customer's information? You know, where do I put it? Oh, I got to go do a Google search. Like, what? Where do I put this information? Then you get things like HubSpot come up, and there's some other ones. And we dove into the free version of HubSpot, and we start adding, you know, these contacts into the CRM, and they go, okay, now they're in here. Now what do we do with them? Oh, we need to create an email campaign, and just slowly over, like I said, we've been doing the baseball business for seven years we found how valuable having policies and procedures in place to collect the data and to take that data and implement, you know, the sales funnel and the marketing campaigns using that data. And like I said, that's all been trial and error because I've, you know, I've got all the education. I I have the undergrad in business. I have the master's in business degree. They don't teach you that. (laughs) They don't, they don't teach you, about the CRM database and how to utilize that customer information to get information, valuable and relevant information into that customer's hands. Just like on the real estate side, every contact we make, whether it's a potential investor, whether it's a GP group, whether it's a lender, a broker, um, an asset manager, a property manager, we now have a system in place where you know, in Gmail, there's actually a widget in there where you can click and you can add that person directly to the CRM and categorize them as the GP or the investor. And then they go into the CRM and now we can go in and create these email campaigns specific to their category versus what a lot of people do. The mistakes we made is we just lumped everybody into the email. We didn't categorize them. And then we would just blast out email information in hopes that people would open it. Well, you've got to know who the audience is and you've got to categorize them in the CRM to know who they are so you can send them the information they need. If they're a GP group, you don't need to send them information about being an LP investor, right? You want to send them information about deal flow and potential partnerships. Or on the flip side, if you have your LP group or potential investors, you want to send them information about where you're at right now. What, what, what do you have going on this week? What kind of deals are in the pipeline? What kind of returns can they expect? So back to your original question, the CRM to me and selling up those policies and procedures from day one is so important, so important. And I think the mistake I made seven years ago was just assuming that uh, we'll figure it out as we go. And that's huge. And I want to, I want to, you know, admit that I've, I'm a tech guy, right? I had, I've been in IT, you know, around the space for close to 20 years and 
I can tell you firsthand, I find all these tools can be they're overwhelming, right? You've got you've CRM, so whether you're using ActiveCampaign or MailChimp, one of those, you've got a website, you know, a platform hoster that you've got someone to build it. You've got um, email tools. You've got potentially social media tools like Hootsuite for posting and managing content. That can be so overwhelming. I mean, what would be your, you know, your quick for someone starting out, launching a syndication business or any real estate business or anything like that matter, would you do the website first and CRM? What would be your sequence of attack if you started over again? What's the most bang for your buck in your first 30 days? So I would find out what my budget is. So if you look at like us, like with real focus, okay, we all have our own personal portfolios. I've got properties in Shreveport. Ramsey's got properties in Panama City. Joey's got properties in Panama City. And we're cash flowing individually. But real focus, we don't have you know a large deal under that LLC yet. So there's no income coming into that. Sure. So we need to go out there and go, okay, we want to do the CRM, but we're not going to pay $100, $150 a month because we're just, there's no money there. There's no yeah. income coming unless we're just going to shove our own personal capital into that bank account and watch it deplete month after month. Go find the free version. HubSpot has a free version that can do everything you need to get started. With the website, there's guys out there charging $15,000, $20,000 for a website. Find the basic landing page you want with two or three subpages. Go to upwork.com and pay a guy 500 bucks to build you a website. And that's all you need because when you're starting out, especially like in the real estate side, it's just another business, a digital business card, right? You want people to go, okay, realfocus.org. And when they get there, they go, oh, this is what these guys do. This is who they are. Great. And then as we get deals done and we start generating income for real focus, we can go back to the drawing board and go, okay, guys, we've got some real income coming in, some steady monthly income. Let's upgrade that website. Let's add this feature and this feature. Let's go to the paid version of HubSpot. Too many, that, too many people make mistakes early on of just shoving money into these programs because they're cool, but there's no real plan to use the program to its fullest capacity to say. I think that's huge. And another thing I see is not necessarily throwing too much money, but just getting stuck and doing nothing at all, thinking that you need 50 grand to start a basic LLC and website. I mean, I've used Wix.com and you can do a, a self-made yeah. tutorial for 200 bucks. I'd rather do that than sit on it for a year and do nothing or to your point, you know, overspend in the beginning where you're not really sure what you're doing anyway. Yeah, have the plan in place of, of what you're trying to do with the website before you go spend the thousands of dollars. Any books come to mind in that space that you'd recommend? I know I've read a couple. I'm just curious to see what you'd recommend for our listeners. I have not read a lot of books in the uh, the website digital space at all. All the books I read are usually on personal finance or, or business development books. Um, just what I've, like I said, it's all been trial and error for me. Yeah. And that's through the baseball businesses. That's, that's paid off so well in my real estate side because I learned, like I said, what not to do. The mistakes we made year after year of just basically burning money on programs that we thought would be cool, but we had no real plan on how we're going to use these programs. So why did we pay for them? So why don't we go after the free version, learn the program, use the free, the free tools it has, and then reevaluate? I love that. I got a couple I could share too. I mean, I, I went through, again, realizing that I was not good at this area. I had a couple of books I came across. One is called This is Marketing by Seth Godin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. 
that was huge just on how to directly market to certain groups of individuals, what message you should be getting across. What do they care about? What do they not care about? That one just kind of realized, made me realize how much I still don't know, but I still picked up a lot of knowledge. And a second one, which I think is my favorite, and I got this from my mastermind class, is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge one. If you haven't seen that or haven't listened to it in audiobook or, or whatever your flavor of choice is, that's worth checking out for sure. Right. And those, like you're talking about those books, like 15, 20 bucks, and you can implement some of the strategies in those books with your own time yeah. without going and hiring a freelancer. That same thing, right? You go hire this marketing freelancer and pay them 20 bucks an hour, but you don't really have an idea of what to do or who your audience is. You don't have the CRM built. So again, you're just throwing money at this marketing where there's no real target for that information to go to. Fully agree, man. Fully fully agree. Okay, cool. So thanks for those tips. Shifting gears a bit. What's been most interesting about your journey into real estate so far? Uh, It's way harder than people make it seem like. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. Well, especially when you start getting to the larger asset class, like the apartment complexes and stuff is, is, you know, you go to the boot camps, you read the books and it, it makes it seem like that, oh, this is pretty simple, right? You just get some money, you go find the right property, you do some underwriting and you submit your LOI and you buy it. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. Wrong. It's not. It's, it's super hyper competitive, especially in this market right now. So and we've kind of learned this, not the hard way. We've got some, some smaller multifamily assets under our individual portfolios. And those are, those are cash flowing, right? Crushing cash flow podcasts. Those are cash flowing assets, which right. is great for us. But, you know, we want to take the next step. So a year and a half ago, Ramsey, who is my partner and my mentor in real estate, uh, we went to the Neil Bawa boot camp in San Diego. It was a two and a half day boot camp. We said, you know, we want to syndicate apartments. Like, how do we do this? Let's, and we paid, you know, a good amount of money to go there. And we learned in two and a half days, everything you need to know on how to syndicate. It was, it was from start to finish. This is what you do. Here's the tool book. He basically handed it to us. But what he didn't tell us is that you, it's not just a turnkey book. You don't just go back to your home state and start buying these asset classes. The, and it's, it's runs way, way deeper than that. It's about building a network, developing a relationship with other GP groups, developing relationships in, the, in the, the markets you want to invest in, doing the market research, using the data to find the best markets. Like it, it runs so deep. And over the past six months, we've submitted a few LOIs and we've gone through the whole process, done the tours, but you know those LOIs are getting rejected because they're just, they're, they offer prices just aren't as competitive of what's out there. So back to your original question, I've learned that this is a hard game and a long game, but our team is willing to play the long game. That's right. And I, I know you're a, you're a big mindset guy like myself. So clearly finding deals, getting them accepted can be frustrating at times, right? So what's critical about having the right mindset to persevere, to get deals landed? What, what's your perspective there? Just to see the forest and not the trees in front of you, right? You can't ignore the trees in front of you, but you got to see past just the no you got today and move forward and just believe in the system and the people you have in place. We have an unbelievable team in place. We're learning every day. We hired a mentor four months ago that has taken us from zero to what we think is 100. 
the momentum is building. We just need to believe that if we keep doing the right things, building the network, networking with people, going through the right process, continue to educate ourselves on market research, underwriting, et cetera, that eventually we will land a large asset. But along the way, we talk about this all the time. We have, we all three of us have full-time jobs, good paying full-time jobs that we love. Ramsey and Joe are in the Navy. I'm with the baseball business. It's not like we have to have a large asset to feed our family. It's, it's, it's not that dire right now, but we know in five years when Ramsey, you know, gets out of the Navy, he retires. And so with Joey, we want to be in a position where we can hire those guys full-time so we can take this thing to the next level. So we're just looking at a five-year plan to saying, Hey, what can we do now? That's going to pay off in five years from now. And I can relate to a lot of that. I mean, it's nice to be in a great place where you don't have to rely on the income, but I'm curious, what's your magic for sustaining the urgency of like just staying after it? And because it can be tough, right? If you, especially if you have a family or kids and demanding W2 like you and I do, what's your, what's your secret for staying motivated and staying after it when you don't really have to, right? There's no reason you're not, you're, gonna, you're not going to be homeless if you don't get a deal, but what's your, what's your strategy there? Don't go at this alone find a team to hold you accountable. So we found what I think, in my opinion, is the best team in the world. These two guys that we have on with, along with me, we just feed off each other so well. We, we enjoy what we're doing. We have fun together and we hold each other accountable. We have Sunday meetings at 9 a.m. and Wednesday meetings at 11. We sit implement a social media plan where someone needs to post. I think we have like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, a calendar. And if someone doesn't show up for a meeting or someone doesn't post something or do something on the checklist, the other two guys, you know, we ride them a little bit like, Hey man, like get, get your shit done. You said you're going to do this, do it. And we, and we, we do it in a professional way, but it's just accountability. And once we all are accountable and we all depend and we trust each other, there's no more missing meetings. There's no more missing, you know, deadlines everyone's doing what they say they're going to do. And that's, that's the secret recipe. That's a really great tip and it sounds simple, but sometimes difficult to execute. So that's really great. Thanks for sharing. Yep. All right. So wrapping up here, uh, how can listeners get in touch with you? Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, we got our real estate website is realfocus.org. Uh, Brandon at realfocus.org. And then on the baseball side, it's 2dsports.org. 2dsports.org. Uh, and yeah, if you have any questions about real estate, baseball, sports, you want to catch up, just, just reach out to me. There you have it. A man of many talents, business owner and investor. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, buddy. Andrew, thanks, man. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.